Top Gun Maverick is flying into theaters finally and putting us all back into the danger zone. Danger zone. I kind of like that name. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my review of Top Gun Maverick, the last major film that was delayed due to the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. Is it worth the wait? I've got my opinion coming up. But before I get into my thoughts on the movie, I would really be remiss if I didn't at least mention the tragic news that came out from Texas yesterday. It's the kind of tragic news that we've seen all too many times here in the United States. And it's just a reminder, really, of just how small and unimportant what I do here is. And the sad thing is there's really nothing that I can do as an individual to help this situation or to change things in the future. I think it's a frustration that a lot of people are feeling. What I can do is say that there is a link down in the description below to a database that's been put together by GoFundMe. These are verified fundraisers for the families that were affected by yesterday's tragedy in Texas. Sympathies and anything else that you can offer are woefully inadequate, but it's the best that I have. And of course, my thoughts go out to the families of those affected by what happened in Texas yesterday and the families of those affected by so many senseless shootings that continue to happen here in the United States. Let's transition now to much less important matters, which is Top Gun Maverick, which, as I mentioned, is finally hitting theaters after an initial release date in summer of 2020. Here we are two years later. It's a movie that was in production three years ago, so it must feel pretty weird if you're a cast member to almost have to think back and remember about what it was like to shoot this movie. Top Gun Maverick is directed by Joseph Kosinski, who previously teamed with Tom Cruise on 2013's Oblivion, and this is not one of those legacy sequels that's excluding the main characters from the original, the original being 1986's Top Gun, which is right over my shoulder there. No, Tom Cruise returns as Pete Maverick Mitchell, who has spent the decades since the original film getting bounced around the Navy due to insubordination. On the brink of career suicide, he's sent back to the Navy's fighter pilot training school Top Gun to prepare previous Top Gun graduates for a mission that requires elite fighter pilot skills that today's drones can't match. And that's where I have to give my first compliment to this movie. The film does an exceptionally good job of explaining what this mission is, what the mechanics of it are so that you understand what's going on when it actually happens, why it's important, and why it doesn't seem like a stretch to bring back fighter pilots in a day where so much is done by drone warfare. This isn't just a cheap excuse to bring people back and to have a whole new set of young pilots in this movie. It actually makes sense why they're doing it. This is a very intricate mission, but it's also a very exciting mission, one with a lot of literal twists and turns and different parts that have to be done. It's like four different Death Star runs all put together and the movie does a really good job of explaining it to us the audience so that we're not really thinking about it by the time we get to the end of the movie we're just along for the ride among the top gun pilots vying to be part of this mission is bradley rooster bradshaw played by miles teller who's the son of maverick's best friend goose who was killed in the previous film rooster still holds a grudge and struggles with his father's death adding more complexities to maverick's already dare i say it impossible mission the movie has a strong supporting cast, including Jennifer Conley as a romantic interest from Maverick's past, John Hamm as Cyclone Simpson, Maverick's reluctant commander, and Glenn Powell as Hangman, a hotshot young pilot with a cutthroat competitive edge. As legacy sequels go, Top Gun Maverick is one of the best I've seen, and when I say legacy sequels, I mean these things where you bring back the cast members decades after the original film, though I do have to say that my response wasn't nearly as, for lack of a better word, orgasmic uh, as the response of 
of a lot of my colleagues. And that's not to say that they were wrong in responding the way that they did. As a matter of fact, Mara, who served in the Navy on the USS Enterprise, that's her actual hat from the Enterprise behind me, which is the aircraft carrier that's featured in the first Top Gun movie, loved this movie. It's her favorite movie of the year so far. And I really, really liked it. It's just that the hype is so huge right now, I feel like it might be hard for Top Gun Maverick to live up to that hype, but it's also a great thing to be coming out of a movie, and my issue with the quality of it is that I thought it was just really good instead of incredible. One thing that is incredible about this movie, though, is the filmmaking itself, because Top Gun Maverick is a stunning technical achievement, with most of its in-flight photography taking place in the air with actual planes. And in a world of CGI, it is refreshing to see practicality make a comeback. I'm sure that there are some digital shots in the movie, but I have to say that with one or two exceptions, I couldn't tell with my eye what was digital and what was real, which means that probably most of it was real. And a lot of that credit has to go to Academy Award winning cinematographer Claudio Miranda. Claudio Miranda won the Academy Award for Life of Pi. He also shot The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Oblivion, Tron Legacy, amongst other films. And I think that he should be in the running yet again for this movie. I don't know if he will be, but he should be, because this is the type of cinematography that's often taken for granted over the more moody, nightmare alley type stuff. But it is really incredible what kind of shots Claudio Miranda was able to get in this movie. So much of this movie depends on the look and the feel of it, and it really is an incredible achievement. I actually saw it last night. There was a Top Gun early screening event uh, for the public that I saw at a Cinemark XD theater, which had fantastic sound, but I'm actually planning to go back and see Top Gun Maverick again in IMAX because I want to get the full impact of the cinematography in this film. And when we talk about Tom Cruise, you know, for all of his idiosyncrasies, I mean, he had to pull his career back from the brink of disaster a couple of decades ago. He really has done a lot to keep the traditions of cinema alive. I mean, his insistence on practical stunts basically helped to revive the entire Mission Impossible film series. And then when you talk about this movie, Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise is one of the reasons why there is so much practical photography and planes flying around. It was a condition for him to come back that it wasn't all digital this time around, that you still had real planes in the air and real actors flying around the sky. But Tom Cruise was also an advocate for making sure that this movie was held by Paramount until it could be shown in theaters and until a large amount of people could go see it in theaters. He said publicly there was no chance that this was ever going to be a streaming release, and that meant Paramount holding this movie for two full years, even though a lot of other films were going day and date digital or, or going out early when not as many people could go to the theater and see it. Tom Cruise knew that this was a movie for its full impact to be felt that has to be seen in a theater, and I agree. It's not something that I say a lot about films, because I understand the sensitivity that not everyone's ready to go to a theater, not everybody can afford to go to a theater, and I'm not going to say that you have to go see Top Gun Maverick in a theater. I will say, however, that I don't think you get the full impact of this film if you don't see it in a theater. When it comes to the story of this movie, this Top Gun is a lot like the first Top Gun, flaws and all. The romance subplot of this movie is even less crucial to the plot this time around than it was in the first film. And I think that the movie does coast a lot on these airborne sequences, which are stunning, rather than the groundbreaking nature of its story. But here again, I've got to give credit to Tom Cruise because he reels in a pretty standard story with a great performance. You're not watching 
Tom Cruise on the screen, you're watching Maverick and all of the pain that he's lived with. Obviously, the death of Goose is something that's weighed on him for three decades, almost four decades at this point. And it's not just a stock performance where he flashes the grin and becomes Tom Cruise. He is committed to the performance in this movie as much as he's committed to the stunts and the aerial photography. And I also have to say that the movie does deal with the legacy of the first film in some pretty realistic ways. There were a few cliches that I was expecting around some of the legacy characters that we actually didn't get, and I respect the movie for not taking the easy way out on a lot of those. But let's be honest, the first Top Gun didn't break a whole lot of ground story-wise. It was pretty much about character and spectacle, and that's largely the case here as well. And Top Gun Maverick doesn't really run away from its roots. I'd say the first five minutes of this movie are literally identical to the first five minutes of Top Gun. But it pays off that nostalgia in meaningful ways instead of just using it as a cheap ploy. And that's really what put it over the top. Tom Cruise and the screenwriters behind this film and Joseph Kosinski did enough to differentiate this story and to progress the story in enough ways that it doesn't seem like a retread, even though you do get things like a sports scene on the beach and a lot of the repeated soundtrack cues, etc. It's marketing in your nostalgia, but it doesn't rely on it, and that's an important distinction. Overall, I would say that Top Gun Maverick is definitely worth your time and money, and it is a throwback to a summer blockbuster that was intended to bring a room full of strangers together to laugh and clap and cheer, and that's exactly what you're going to get from this film. The airborne sequences are a marvel of technical achievement, both in production and in editing and sound design, and Tom Cruise proves why he's one of the last capital M, capital S movie stars in the world through sheer commitment and dedication to the craft. One quick note before we leave, there was a bit of a stir, if you'll remember, way back three years ago when the original trailer came out uh, about Maverick's jacket. It was Jacket Gate. Uh, specifically that there were two flags on the back of the jacket that were altered, the flag of Japan and the flag of Taiwan, and the theory going around is that they were altered in order to secure the film, a Chinese release. Well, I can tell you, having seen the finished movie, that those flags are unaltered on Maverick's jacket this time, so that was either a change that was originally made only for the trailer back in 2019, or the producers saw the geopolitical changes that have gone on in China and have counted the Hollywood films or lack of Hollywood films to get Chinese release dates and just said, eh, screw it. Whichever way they went, there is no altered jacket in this film, so let's close that loop from a discussion that was begun three years ago in a very different time. So that's my review for Top Gun Maverick. Are you planning to head out into the danger zone this weekend to see it? It's a long Memorial Day weekend here in the U.S. It's opening in a lot of other places around the globe. Let me know down in the comments below. And as always, if you want to see more of what I'm up to, you can check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Merle. It's going to be a very busy week here on the channel. I still have reviews coming up for the first couple episodes of Obi-Wan, which are dropping later this week. The fourth season of Stranger Things, or at least the first part of the fourth season, because no final season can come in just one part anymore. Lots of stuff to get to. Thank you so much for watching. Stay tuned. I'll be back very soon with much, much more. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.